The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Combo Chronicles. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Roddy Cat, and if you're wondering why I'm laughing, uh, this would be the time. Well, first of all, let me say uh, I'm at Roddy Cat at um, <laughs> sorry, uh, Roddy Cat on Twitter. Uh, news news need on Twitter. Uh, uh, CB caps on on Instagram. Reddit newsers need you know the whole spiel. We get there. And the reason why I'm laughing is because uh, we back we have back with us uh, the distinguished gentleman. I think he's a time lord. He may be from the Indiana Jones Chronicles. We don't know. Uh, PCN underscore, or he could be from some weird future Tron thing. I don't know. PCN underscore dirt. Yeah, I don't think I know either. <laughs> this is this is when it pays to tune into the video feed. Yes, yeah, this is this is absolutely true. This is so you know I, I hadn't seen a pipe like that, and and we you got some. Um, I, I used I used to have one like this all the time uh, for wrestling when right. I was the professor doing wrestling shows. <laughs> nice. I was going to say you got some pipe weed in there. Uh, n- no, it's it's actually empty right now. Uh, okay, well. Just, Although, if I could put bubbles in there, I will. Yeah, I was about to say you could just complete the circle. You know, just just hit just hit all of the things anyway. Uh, but anyway, um, yes, PC underscore Dirt on Twitter, uh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork dot com, and I need Comics dot com, where you will find him. And last but not least for tonight, uh, we have the man behind the sound for the coolest man in Brooklyn. Uh, our man in the goal. That's right. That's right. We have one agent underscore seventy. And you can find him at uh, agent underscore seventy on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, folks, once again, this is Come Chronicles. You can find this very show on. The comic book Chronicles. Well, no, what? Wait, no. I mean, we don't have that one just yet. Um, on the CSPN network, where you can find this show and a whole bunch of other nice, fun shows, podcast wise, at CSPN.us. Uh, you can also find us on Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We must not forget the Spotify because surprisingly, we enough we got on there. Uh, you can also find us at um, shop.cspn.us, except for you can find merch from ours. Uh, that's right. Go there and get you some merch from this show and other shows on the on the CSPN. It's good stuff. Help out. So with that, oh, with us, with not with us tonight, by the way, I should I should add anyway is um, the Osiris of this Tim D O G G nine eight. 
at, on Twitter, the Click Nation on Twitter. That's D K L I Q N A T L N C B Cron on Twitter. Uh, Declicknation.com. And of course, you're writing this face off over on uh, comic book resources. Go check out his stuff over there. Hopefully, we will have him back with us soon. Uh, yeah. Pretty much he's got soon. lots of reading to catch up on. He's got things. Yeah. You know, he's got a lot on his plate right now. So, it's, it's, it's things. And speaking of reading, we will go through the comic books that we have read for this week. And we will start off with Defenders, the last of. Wait. The best defense, not the last defense, um, number one. Um, so this is that. <laughs> right. I, so it's the, last, <laughs> right, it's the last issue. It's of the last this issue of this. Mini yeah. event. And um, I can tell you that it's not the most satisfying rap to, you know, no. to the story, but this has also been a kind of disjointed tale up until this point i have to say that though that the 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 story benefits from um excellent pencils by joe bennett who has been doing uh excellent work over on immortal hulk so it's nice that you know this this kind of quirky event has some really good art attached to it yes and the freaking ghost who stabs didn't pay off that was disappointing Yeah, so 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 PCN underscore dirt hasn't been on the show while we've been <laughs> discussing this over the last two weeks, wh- where I've nicknamed there's this uh, literal uh, a literal ghost like straight out of uh, um, it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, like somebody cut two holes in a bed sheet and is running around with a knife laughing, hmm. and we're trying to figure out who the ghost who stabs is, you know, taken from the Batman who laughs. That's my riff on that, and yeah, pretty much zero payoff in this issue. Yeah, and it's I don't understand what this is leading to because there's not a Defender series coming out. There's no. an Invaders book coming for Namor, and there's right. Doctor Strange, and you've got Hulk, mm-hmm. and then you've got Silver Surfer is apparently going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. So how did this stabby thing like tie in? Like it didn't have anything to do with this story, right? So what's it leading to? Right. Like you, you got absolutely nothing out of that. And it, and it was weird because with the art styles changing, I wasn't even sure. Like, I thought maybe I was watching the same guy get stabbed four times. Right. You know, because with the different art styles, you're never quite sure. Like, I see this crazy alien thing. Is this the same alien thing getting stabbed? Or is this, you know, is there like a space station somewhere with a serial killer? Like, I, I don't understand what's happening. Right. Right. Or it was, was it something, explained or away. It was something it was in the train. Yeah. It's, it's 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 just I'm like man, which I I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that because I felt like look like I said last week I don't know if you if you if you saw the show dirt but uh, we're talking about this the the Defenders series from 2011 that right. um that may have had some that may have tied into this a little bit it's still kind of loose if if that was the case um but yeah, I remember was, you talking about like there being a callback. Right. And I think it and I think it's that still kinda sorta plays, but not in the way that I thought it was. And, but it's still not. It's still not. But um regardless of that, and they did in that book, which was only twelve issues, they kinda did like a thing sort of similar to this where they kinda cut away from the action, but it wasn't like that. Like they didn't do it in this as much like, hey, this is a whole different thing, you know. Right. So it would normally be like a subplot that somehow ends up tying into the story later right. on. And it but like the, the thing with this is like I really like the Hulk one when I read it. 
the Namor one, I was like, I don't. What is this Namor? This makes no sense. This is not Namor. This doesn't work at all. Um, there was the Doctor Strange one, and I was like, okay, this is interesting, and this is also kind of the vibe we've gotten from Doctor Strange the last few years is that he ruins everything. The world is destroyed. We saw this like with Damnation and all this stuff, and then he's right. got to go right. fix the universe, and it's it's like okay, it's like these these big grand stories. Um, and then Silver Surfer, I ended up just kind of skimming through a lot of that book after a while. I just got kind of tired. I didn't care about this, like, Yondu kid that he was talking to, um, you know, whistling with the little arrows uh, right. slipping through the air. And I was like, ah, I, whatever. So when this book finally came out, I'm like, okay, how do all these stories tie together? And they kind of did, but more in the way of they just happened to be at the right spot where they mixed together, not necessarily that the stories were meant to tie together narratively. Right. It was just like, Hey, a bunch of weird stuff is happening to everybody. And now they're all together and, and it didn't matter. Like you, they didn't need to do any of that stuff. They could have done one Dr. Strange special hmm. and then he could have just pulled the guys in for this battle against the celestial train. And, and then- it wasn't even, and it wasn't even our Steve, uh, Dr. Strange. Now that I think about it, because they said in this book is like, you know, hey, it's a, it's a multiverse or yeah. it's a, it's another dimensions ones, whatever. Yeah, because it was just his astral form, right. and then the, the body was destroyed. So then it was eventually going to just fade away, and he was right. gone. And- it was like a, from an alternate future where he's trying to prevent this alternate future from happening. Right. So, yeah, so, so once I got done with the whole thing, I'm just like, like, why bother? Like, what? Like, I don't understand if this isn't leading up to anything. And this is the payoff we get on this story. Like, what was the point? I mean, not unless something's going to come up in Guardians or that, or something. I I have no idea because I mean, the only other thing we got coming up that would even be remotely similar would be War of the Realms, and I don't think that would have unless they decide to do something. But I don't think that would have anything to do with that because I, w- I would like to think they would have said something. Honestly, I the biggest payoff I got from this was Al Ewing letting me drop literally that what we might have thought was going to happen in the next issue of Hulk probably isn't going to happen because all of a sudden, you know, you know, mild spoiler alert here. (laughs) Mephisto kind of throws us a curveball in this issue. Yeah. And for people who are reading immortal Hulk, you kind of had this feeling, especially where, you know, we find our, uh, our characters in the last issue of immortal Hulk. You're like, well, I guess we're going to see this character, Mephisto, all of a sudden in this issue. Hey, here's a curveball. We're not going where you think we're going. Right. And see, I was thinking that I was going back to Damnation, speaking of, because it was like, wait, Mephisto shows up. And then it was like, well, Doctor Strange had the most recent that I know of because I hadn't, I'm not caught up on um, Immortal Hulk. So I was thinking, it was like, okay, this is a kind of a callback to that. But now that I remember Damnation, like, no, that's not because mm-hmm. he, you know, once he got dealt with with that, that wasn't it wasn't even his place anymore. So I don't know. This this was I don't know. This is we. I feel like we will bring this up again in a couple of weeks or a few weeks <laughs> for good or for ill, for good for ill. But I don't know. This right. is like man, the the thing didn't pay off, which I it shouldn't have been surprised by that. The whole thing and the only other thing that that kind of came across to me was like, okay, well, the two books that that the two sets of books that kind of tied to each other still tied to each other because you saw them two, t- the, the them two basically teaming up, but not everybody as a whole. 
So, because you know, you saw uh, over here, you saw Namor and, and, and uh, Silver Surfer, which those two books kind of tied together, mm-hmm. and then you know, Hulk and, and, and Strange. Uh. That was another thing that uh, it, when the story hit ludicrous speed, <laughs> and, and we saw Namor and Silver Surfer, uh, and he called it Power Ranger team together. Right. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Like <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. Someone hasn't read it and they want to, but right. uh, like that was like. I'm sitting there looking at it like what? What am I reading? Once again, <laughs> Namor, no, in that instant, because I said the same thing when when Namor said it, it was like this is ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Like this, this, that, that is completely, but that was it was fun. But it was like this is dumb. Okay, so, we, we all have something to talk to Al Ewing about now. If we see him at a con. So, <laughs> so well, here, here's here's going to be my my overall pick on this is uh, if you haven't bought any of these, don't go out of your way to get it. <laughs> when it hits Marvel Unlimited in three months, go ahead and read it there in an I afternoon. Would, yeah, and and you know have some fun with it, but don't be prepared for anything. I'm curious. I'm curious when and or if they put it in trade in because they said you could read it in any order with the exception of this this one here. And I'm kind of curious if they're going to put them in release order, which I don't know probably makes as much sense as reading them in any other order. Um, because I feel like, like I said last week, I feel like there is somewhat of a set order that you could very well read it in. It's still that's not going to make that much sense regardless. Well, to me, it really felt like. Hulk and Doctor Strange right. were the most tied in, and Namor and Silver Surfer were just there. Um, so, I mean, again, yeah, you can read them in any order. And well, so you, you only have. To, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say you only have to read Namor and Silver Surfer just so you understand how they got to that point, right? Um, in right. the story, but nothing that they do in the story really has anything to do with the story. Right. Yeah. The, what I was gonna say was like Silver Surfer was the one that basically gave you half of the info dump because you was like, okay, hey, here's the, the actual thing that is you know gonna be the thing they're gonna be fighting in this issue here. Like this is what's yeah. gonna be going on in this issue, and that's pretty much the closest you were gonna get to that. You know. So yeah. it is what it is. I think we're we're unless anybody else got anything to say, <laughs> we're done here with this one. Um, okay, no, very much. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that being the case, uh, anybody want to put something? Well, let's just. You know what? You're the only one that read that one. Unless What's that? I was going to say let's go to Spider Man, but you seem to be the only one who's read it. Well, I'll just say in very broad strokes, and it seems like uh, I'm not the only one that read it because Tim Dog ninety eight. Well, I mean, I meant of the folks, right? Here. Exactly of the people present, of the host present. Yes, I'm the one that read it. So um, this is a actually a pretty nice wrap-up to um, the sequel uh, event to Spider, in, you know, Spider-Verse. So this is uh, Spider-Geddon, and it's um, definitely a spotlight on a lot of these uh, secondary Spider characters led by uh, Miles Morales because uh, Peter Parker has been shunted off um, dealing with one one inheritor on his own in the spectacular, the wrap up to the spectacular Spider-Man series. So um, this this uh, this mini series, this um, this event basically spotlighted a lot of the um, Spider characters that are uh, that that have emerged in the in the recent uh, history. I'm, I'm specifically referring to 
Spider Gwen now, who actually I think officially is changing her code name um, as of this issue to something we've uh, all come to learn to be Ghost Spider. She's and, still uh, Gwen to me, damn it! Right, and uh, and and um, there's a riff on something from Acts of Vengeance um, all oh, the way no. back in the '90s that comes up in this issue, but oh, instead no. of Right, but instead of uh, Peter Parker taking on the Enigma Force and uh, and becoming Captain Universe, it's all spoiled on the cover if you look carefully. But we kind of, I think we kind of talked about if it's who I'm thinking about. We kind of talked about that already when when that came up a couple weeks ago. All right. So, so bottom line, bottom line is it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty fun and satisfying ending to this event. Um, I was talking to uh, Roddy Cat before uh, PCN underscore Dirt came online. Uh, about how it seems like um, the spotlight shining uh, brightly on uh, Miles and to a, a lesser extent Gwen and and some of the other Spider characters uh, coinciding with the release of the Inter- Into the Spider Verse movie. I don't think this was um, a coincidence. I think this was intentional, and um, you know it's a way of spotlighting these characters uh, without having. Um, uh, Without having Peter Parker kind of uh, stomp all over it, because he had, you know, he, he kind of played a, a pretty big role in the first event. Yeah, but so he was kind of on the side of this one because he was basically dealing with one of them. One, his own right? It was a one-on-one battle, right? That know. was more of a one-on-one for him. So, so which is that I found out was kind of even though I haven't read it yet, but um, I was also going to say that if you're watching the video, you've seen a uh, nice little spoiler for next week's show having to do with someone we were just talking about but didn't actually mention. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, can't imagine. <laughs> can't imagine. But we hey, but that is for next week, regardless. Um, All right. So I guess we are good on the events. Well, well, I about to say we're good on the event type stuff with now because you have two more. So I don't know if you want to shift gears to the DC verse for a sec because I know you both read Batman's. Yeah, I know Dirt definitely has some good points to bring up in this. Okay, and so we'll bring up Batman 61 then. We can bring up, like, what the hell? Correct. <laughs> we can bring it up. Um, so, last time on Batman, oh, no. <laughs> uh, we we were in the big Bane conspiracy that Bane is trying to destroy Batman. He's He, he knows everything about him, and he's... Uh, gone to great lengths to to build this giant conspiracy and to uh, drive Batman insane. And we get uh, on the final page of the last issue, Thomas Wayne, the Batman from the Flashpoint universe, he shows up and he actually attacks uh, uh, Bruce. And and you're like, what? Right. And then we get the next issue, this time on Batman, absolutely no follow-up. No continuity whatsoever. So you're saying uh, King's playing the long con, possibly? Okay, so here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> he, he introduced this character a while back who basically had the same situation that happened to Bruce when he was young, except it has turned him into like this dark evil, um, like wants vengeance, whatever, as opposed to fight crime. Like right. what happened to Bruce to become Batman. Right. So he's it's kind it's, of a cutter, but he cuts other people. Yeah, he's, he's like the yin yang of of you know. It's like the, right. what could have happened to Bruce, right? So uh, apparently that book started the year 
So King wanted to bookend the year going back to this character and do a follow-up story, which, I mean, you know, great. You're designing something wonderful, except that story has absolutely nothing to do with what's been going on for the last, you know, four or five issues in Batman. And instead um, you get this really confusing story because it goes back through this kid's origin again Mm -hmm. of what happened to him. And of course, since everything is very similar to what happened to Bruce, you're getting flashbacks to what happened to him when his parents were murdered. And it's like going back and forth and you're, like, wait, which one am I reading? Like, what time frame am, am I? Like, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize, oh, okay, so this is this is that oh, other yeah. guy. Right. And it's woven together. And you're like, okay, well, this is, like, really confusing. Where is this story going? And it goes absolutely nowhere. And so not only did this bookend for the year that he planned have nothing to do with the, the ongoing story that we've been following, but it just goes nowhere it just mm-hmm. ends mm. and then it's over okay. and like i, I remember like I, I was sitting there reading it going like did i did i miss something like was there something in the annual like that i i forgot like you know resolved something I'm, or i'm glad that you mentioned this i felt like <laughs> this was an annual story i felt like i had stumbled into wait a second is this supposed to be an annual like that just got shifted into the regular schedule because you know they're trying to ship every two weeks hmm. Like, I don't know, did, did, like, Tom King, like, fall off the deck in his backyard and he couldn't write a script and this is something that was put in his drawer and so they just, you know, threw it together at the last moment so they could publish something? I don't know. It was very weird. Um, weird. But I was was less than impressed with the story and I was less than happy that this was the follow-up to such the great cliffhanger we got last month. Agreed. So I have a question then, because I, I so after the Nightwing stuff happened, I was reading Batman around that up to the the KGB thing, up to the end of, to the end of the KGB thing. Does that last part of that have anything to do with this? Because you, if you remember, if you remember, but there was like um, he was out the KGB and yeah, there was mention. Um, I think it may have been last in the last issue. Mm. That the that KG Beast was hired by Bane, right, right. So right. I mean, it does tie in that way. Like that was part of the whole breaking him down process. Gotcha. And then I think I did read a couple of issues after that, but I think that, that one thing that that looked like he got started there didn't seem to go any further because it was like a story was being told that was like a children's story, and then it was you know the the, the um. You know, the Batman KGB stuff was happening throughout. And then at the end of the book, you saw what you think to be Bruce and, and his dad at the end. So I didn't know yeah, that I mean, that, to was. That seemed to exist, one, so they could reboot Nightwing because they want to make him more like the character in the Titans TV show on the DC Universe sure. thing. Um, and then they figured they could just kind of work it into the whole Bane playing mind games with him and trying to break him down. So. Gotcha. Uh, okay. But then we got this issue, and <laughs> who knows now? I don't know. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe we'll find out that this is going on at the same time on Earth 27. Hmm. And so this Batman is going to show up back in the universe. I don't know. Right, because not reading too much further and going by what you said, I was thinking of that kid from that was still this, but I don't, it doesn't sound like that may or may not be the case. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm just not... Like, like I'm... Tom King, 
Sheriff of Babylon, fantastic. Vision, fantastic. Every so often, you get like these little pockets of just like brilliance. It's kind of like Jeff Johns a lot of ways. Like Jeff Johns will write some stuff, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is great, and this is brilliant." And and he can he can he can like retcon everything, but it makes perfect sense, and you go along with it because he figured out some way to make something work that you never thought of before. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Wow, that's great!" And then. Jeff Johns writes Teen Titans and you're like, what, is this the same guy? Like what happened? You know, that's how I feel a lot of times with these Tom King with his run here on Batman. It's just like, what, like, is this, is this really the same guy? Like, I guess everybody has their ups and downs, but it's just weird. Yeah. This is definitely part of the long game. It's just a weird spot to drop this in. And I think that's, what's jarring to, you know, you can tell from what PCN underscore dirt is saying. It's a pretty rough, it makes it into a very rough patch, you know, while we're trying to navigate this, you know, long form being, you know, out to break the bat story again. And, you know, and also part of it is, you know, we, we, for this show, we, we do get review copies of stuff. We, we pretty much can read just about anything that gets published, you know, Um, but Batman is still one of those books that, that I collect. Like I still go out and buy, Mm-hmm. Batman and have Batman and, and it's you know it's one of those things that I've bought it since the fifth grade you know um but I mean there are times when I'm just reading it like am I done with this like you know it's like this is not good uh, it's like my ongoing uh, fascination with trying to keep my uncanny x-men run going right uh, <laughs> I know wow. oh tell me about it well here's hoping that that this unlike the last defense pays off with that 100 because I know he did say this is supposed to be an 100 issue arc, so mm-hmm. he was hoping that pays off for you guys. <laughs> although so. I feel like, although I feel like there's going to be a similar situation, uh, similar conversation, and when it comes to that point next, well, yeah, next year, <laughs> yeah. Well, when we when we hit 100, we'll come back to this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's see that. Um, that being the case, let us go on to. A one, a two. Uh, hey, uh, eight to seventy. We both read Killmonger. Sure. Um, so we got a little more action in in this one than at first. Did you you yeah? Have you checked this out? Um, Dirt. I did. Oh, Dirt. No, not some. Okay, so okay. Okay. Well, it's worth reading simply because it you know it it does try to tie the Killmonger that we see in um, the Black Panther movie Mm. into the Marvel Universe proper. And it's an interesting take on the character. Um, Obviously, you know, with the sliding timelines. Um, I like, though, that um, this this squad of killers that he's been dropped into, courtesy of the Kingpin, actually has someone with a decent head on his shoulders leading it. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's, I like that. I really did because I hope there was a well, pun intended there because that's pretty good. Well, he's not the one that gets. I know, I know, but still, but yeah, that is a mild spoiler right there. But ultimately, <laughs> um, it's 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 refreshing because the the point of this, and I think Brian Hill does a great job of this, is that this is set in the character's past. So Killmonger is not the character that we that we know at this point. This is, you know, him still still uh earning his stripes 
uh, you know, uh, you know, that's kind of a bad cat slash tiger, you know, uh, thing there. But at the end of the day, he's still learning the ropes and um, in the MCU, and he finds himself as part of this uh, kind of wet works type team that uh, the Kingpin has, and uh, he's the, you know, he's the most junior uh, part of the team, but he, you know, he proves to be pretty effective. But ultimately, this this you know this wet works team uh kind of gets the uh the, the kiss of death from the yes. kingpin and, and that's after where we a, find ourselves a job, yeah after doing a job well done but we we don't know specifically like it it was kind of called out as like well it, it could be this or it could be that mm-hmm. but we don't know regardless we got burned and it is kind of notable even though i don't know i i know for a fact that brian hill has watched heat and I felt like there was a there was a scene or two here that made that very much apparent. Ha! Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying because I love Heat. He's an awesome movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, um, but like I said, there was a part of that I almost expecting something that's like so somebody call out the Wayne grow, but that's not, not mm-hmm. it. It doesn't go that far. But nevertheless, like I said, there was a there was a specific couple of pages that was like, oh well, yeah, this is kind of. I feel like this this took some. A little bit it's of an homage. inspiration yeah. from that, yeah. So, um, that being the case, yeah, we we found out that uh, the the crew gets runs up against. So they do have it. Luckily, and I think we've said this the, the last issue that they they are definitely tying it to the not only the MCU but you know the the, the six one six in a certain way, even though it's a little you know it's a slight loop to it. So, I was gonna say it's a lot of retconning, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because there are characters like say the Kingpin, which, as far as I know, which is, he's never had any contact with, you know, in this, like we ever said. But there's another character that found out that um, they run up against um, at the end of this. That um, I am curious. Right, as how we won't spoil it. it. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah nice we're definitely not. So. Even though. Even though it's 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 fairly obvious where it's leading and where we're gonna you know end this particular issue once we find out um, uh, the kiss of death and and who they've been sent after, right. so 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 it was a pretty entertaining read. I liked it. Yeah, I thought so. It, it was it had uh, like I said the the whole the whole um, the heat inspiration there was 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 nicely done and it was it was a good read. Um, so going on from that. Um, yeah, there's not much else that all is read. Yeah, uh, kind of. If you guys want, I can, I can, I can uh, spin up the, uh, you know, spin up the Vulcan, and we can go rapid fire. Dirt, you got something you wanna, you wanna talk about? Or you're good. I mean, I, I can do it all rapid fire. It's fine. Okay. Sounds good. Spin it. All right. Rapid fire, folks. Who wants to be the... You know what? I'll go first. Let's just get that out of the way right no now. No problem. Um, West Coast Avengers, number six. So, hey, the team got caught by Madam Mask and crew, and, um, and um, they find themselves in a situation. Land sharks reappear. It's, it's still kind of an interesting book so far. Um, but there is a part of it that if you haven't kept up with Kate Bishop, uh, specifically the last run of Hawkeye, 
you'd be like, what's going on here? But it, it kind of says, it kind of blankly, well, not blankly, but it kind of says, hey, this this is that, that's that. And when you read the first person, but you're still like, well, wait, what, what, huh? So I don't know if this might shed, that might shed a little bit of light on it, but I don't think it's necessarily necessary. But again, if you are a fan of Kate Bishop, you probably would have already done it regardless, which I haven't finished that run. Let I think about it. So it is what it is. That being said, um, like I said, they get to a place and some, and, uh, the, someone from their past or specifically a couple of folks past specifically Kate's come back at the end of the book for one reason or another. The cover makes you believe because it's a, an homage to uh, a classic, uh, West coast Avengers, um, cover that it might've been somebody else, but the, the, the silhouette is different. So that's out of the picture. So regardless, it's pretty, it's still kind of fun. Um, Shuri number three, this is when, <laughs> when Shuri possesses Groot, so at the end of um, last issue, she ends up her astral forms ends up in space because of some similar things. Some some things happen, um, and she's fighting in Groot form and talking to Groot in his mind. He's actually not saying you know, and he's actually talking plain uh, English in his mind to her. But as it comes out, you know, it's the he's saying I am sure he as opposed to I am Groot. Rocket's like, hey, that happened, huh? Okay, and then they just push on. Like, like, no big deal. So they're out in space fighting this big f- space cricket. Um, and they deal with that. Space cricket? Yeah, basically. Well, okay. maybe a grasshopper. I'll let, you, I'll let you keep rapid firing, but that, that caught my attention. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Space cricket, but that space cricket is going to come back uh, later. And apparently the space cricket has a thing for Aretha Franklin. So, um, Exiles, number 11. I don't know if you've... Have you caught up on this, uh, Agent 70? No, I'm going to have to come back because there's some news about this book. Yes. Oh, wait. Wait, really? I must mm-hmm. have missed it then. Well, that being said, I'll be looking for something in a minute. Um, uh, and I guess if it's what I'm thinking of, this kind of makes sense given how this how this book kind of comes. So basically, um, an ex-thought-lost uh, exiled member comes back with another group of exiles or with another team of exiles and they're fighting the other crew and a big slobber knocker fight happens. But then at the end, um, uh, some recompense is going to end up happening. I thought I, I, I enjoyed the, um, the whole fighters book and it seemed like it is definitely going somewhere. I don't, hopefully it's not where I'm thinking it is, but, um, Darth Vader, 25. Sorry, I'm doing a little pasting while I'm talking. Um, if you ever wanted to know what a Sith spirit walk looks like, this is the this is the book you want to read. By the way, also, last issue of this book. So, they had to, um, they, it, they kind of put it in a place. So, it's, I, as I like to call it, it's basically a greatest hits of um, Darth Vader. Or a, and or a history of because it kind of on the spirit walk he kind of goes through the prequels, you know, certain beats of the prequels, a little bit of rebels, a little bit of um, you know, a little bit of the the, the original trilogy. It even sprinkles a dash of um, not Force Awakens, but um, to, um, a little dash of uh, Last Jedi in there, and you know in there for for good measure but it puts 
the book in a place and ends. So I don't know if they're going to do a um, plan on rebooting it or anything, but yeah, it, it kind of went out as it came in. It, like I said, it was a pretty decent book for the, for the timeline that they set it in. It felt like though it could have had a little bit more legs to it, because I mean, but you don't know they they decided to do what they decided to do with it. Uh, Champions Annual Number One. Wait, did you not read this? Um, eighteen seventy. I picked up a physical copy. I haven't read it yet. Gotcha. Well, I won't say too much of it because I mean, we basically know what it is already, and that it is a snowboard, snow, snow guard centric book. She basically mm-hmm. goes home and gets into some stuff, and um, you know, it's um, all in service of that. As we know from last week, you know, the that they they're going to re um, reboot the book next week, next year. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So. So this was kind of of a one-off. It was a pretty good story, though. I thought, you know, for what it was, but you can tell it was just like, hey, just a little bit more about, you know, with her because we didn't get a whole whole lot with her, and wham, bam. And I believe, let's see, do I have anything else? That that is actually it. Okay. So, so who's ever all next? right? Uh, dirt. Is it all right if I go? Because I've got a few to cover. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's fine. Got it. So just see if I can do this quickly. Amazing Spider-Man number 12. Um, we have the reappearance of a longtime Spider-Villain. Um, we actually are in um, uh, a trip down memory lane thanks to Arcade helping out a certain villain, old school Spidey villain. Um, going through the history of uh, J. Jonah Jameson's um, uh long and colorful history of uh, deriding. And now up until recently, he started to uh, assist Spider-Man in his endeavors, but uh, it's a pretty entertaining uh, stretch of, uh, you know, uh, uh, of history that's gone, o- that uh, they go over in the book. Um, you know, still kind of trying to figure out where we're going from here, but uh, it, it's, it's a, it, it's a fun little uh, book to, uh, Kind of reminisce with. Um, we already did Batman number sixty-one. Let's not go over it again. Um, Captain America number six. I think Coates is getting his bearings on this. This is a, this issue was a, a great way to kind of get us up to speed on why we should care about uh, a character who uh, was once dead is now back. We're talking about uh, Brew Baker's run on the book. And, um, you know, his wife, who basically brought him back using um, uh, various connections and, 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 uh, and seeking out help from various characters who we haven't seen before in the pages of Captain America. And now we understand why they're here. And um, we end on a cliffhanger that's going to lead into um, a murder mystery um, in the next, you know, several issues of Captain America. So I definitely see Coates has definitely got his bearings under him and is uh, definitely, you know, weaving a good tale moving forward from uh, not the, maybe not the strongest start, but I like where this is going. Um, Extermination number five. So we are in another mini event that has uh, reached its end and we have actually done a bit of cleaning up in this. So, um, Mild spoiler alerts. 
the one thing we've all wanted to do with the young X-Men ever since they actually got here, thanks to the beast messing with time, actually happens. Um, and we have... And wait, wait. They all got murdered, horrible, painful deaths. <laughs> we, we can't do that because, you know, they've messed up the, you know, the space-time continuum. So, that being said... So the next best thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's the next best thing, but, you know, they, they, uh, they come up with... But, you know the writers on this. I'm not. Uh, I got to pull up my um, my review copy. But since this is rapid fire, I'm just going to say that the uh, the creators on this came up with a uh, a good way of preserving what had come, what 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 had um, been established during the time that the young uh, version of the X Men were here in the you know quote unquote present day, and um, you know helped the, uh, the the current iteration of the team move forward. And the cover is a dead giveaway as to who is returning. It's in all the uh, the comic book uh, website pages. So, you know, I'm going to leave it. That. I'm not going to spoil it here, but it's, it's right there on the cover. Um, Infinity War is number six. Uh, speaking of an event ending, uh, kind of, I don't want to say on a whimper, because I definitely see where this is headed. It's just another... It's another step towards, you know, relaunching Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, the, the, in its latest form. Um, you, know, you know, we kind of have a resolution to what the current status quo of the Infinity Stones slash gems are now in the Marvel Universe proper, the 616. So that, you know, if, if that was the ultimate goal of this uh series then that was done i just felt like it was disjointed having not read any of the tie-in issues any of the miniseries i stuck strictly to the 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 main miniseries of infinity wars and i felt like it was lacking but i liked the resolution getting to this particular resolution was pretty rough um Spider again, number five. We talked about the life and times of Captain Marvel, number five. Uh, this is the final issue of this uh, retcon of uh, Carol Danvers's um, uh, origin, and I liked it. Uh, yes, it, it definitely has some very uh, classic tropes weaved into it um, that we that were heretofore unknown to all of us. Uh, you have to admit, though, that Carol Danvers' history is really, really weird. And to have it kind of distilled into uh, something that you can read in, in one sitting and get a good grasp on, I think is worth it. Yeah, It doesn't mean that none of that stuff, you know, like uh, if, if, you know, for fans of Uncanny X-Men, when uh, Wolverine was seeing a ghost apparition of Carol Danvers in his head, in, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, you know, this is, uh, we're, we're talking about when um, uh, the X-Men were in Australia um, and he was, uh, and Wolverine was hallucinating and seeing Carol Danvers. Um, all that stuff still happens probably, but, you know, like I said, uh, this miniseries really does a good job of distilling it down to something that you can, you know, easily remember and tell people, all right, this is the character's origin. I and finally, my last. Say, okay. you go on, I was going to say I was good. I would have said convoluted for her for her history a little bit, but I think you said it a nice, a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, convoluted is. Listen, they didn't know what to do with this character. Now that they want to push her to the forefront, I think you know this was necessary to really, you know, get her uh, origin down to something that you could really understand and pass along to people and say, look, this is the definitive take on the origin. Um, the last book I read this week uh, is probably my favorite and definitely a candidate for Click of the Week, if not the uh, candidate. It's Thor number eight. And, um, you know, we're, we're on our way to the War of the Realms, and um, we have uh, a, a big role played by uh, some of the, some of the some characters that have been weaved into um, Asgardian lore. I'm specifically referring to these angels in Heaven, or Heaven, uh, where Angela was. And uh, there's, it's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of... Uh, 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 there's actually a quality interaction between Angela and Thor because they've been uh, locked up by these angels um, because the angels have taken the side of Malekith in the War of the Realms. And, you know, that's not good. But there is a rescue plan in place, and it is so... You don't see the machinations of it, but when, you know, uh, Thor tells Angela, this is my rescue plan, it involves... It involves... Uh, my goat, my dog, and Valkyrie's horse, and it's so well done. It's just a few pages, but it's 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 ridiculously well done. Um, you know, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, you know, the art. You know, as as much as people don't like. Um, uh, hold on, it's on the credits on this. Mike Del Mundo's art. You know, some people don't necessarily think he, he can tell he, he does the best sequential stuff, but he's still he, I think he's actually working. He, he's actively improving his sequential storytelling uh, in this. So, you know, in this series and it's just it's getting better and better. So, um, you know, I wholeheartedly endorse this run on Thor. This issue was a lot of fun. All right. Well, then I guess it's time for me to jump in here. I only had uh, two other books. I, as, actually, I didn't have a whole lot of books this week. Um, it was kind of a small week for me, which is nice for a change, especially right before Christmas. Um, but Damage number 12 came out this week. This is one of those uh, new age of DC heroes that spun out of metal. And the last issue teased Superman on the cover, said that there was going to be the big battle, Damage versus Superman, and Superman showed up on the very last page. Hmm. So... This issue, we finally get the big fight of Superman versus the Hulk. and oh, I mean, Superman versus Damage. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's basically what you expect when you have two giant guys clobbering each other. Um, but a seldom-used DC hero who's now part of the giant Justice League that has expanded out again to 150 members um, makes an appearance, and he is able to, shall we say, get the upper hand. I don't want to spoil it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of a neat neat way that they uh, figured out how to do this, but um, Superman's able to get the upper hand. They're able to uh, contain damage. Um, and this, this hero, when he does what he does is able to look through damages memories. And so they realize that he was part of an experiment that he never wanted any of this. And every time he goes berserker mode and is out of control, it's not what he wants. And he's, you know, trying to, to, to stop himself from going crazy all the time. So, uh, the Justice League now has him confined in the Hall of Justice, and they're going to try to fix him or work with him to 
you know, how to control all of this. So it's kind of an interesting twist that the story has taken. The problem is you have this giant plot hole. Now that they know that there's this secret government group that's trying to make these metahuman monsters for battle, you'd think that Justice League might want to do something about that. And they seem to just kind of ignore the whole thing. And now we have damage. We're going to make them in the Justice League. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll follow up with it later. But at the end of this issue, you just kind of get the feeling they're like, oh, yeah, the government's doing, yeah, whatever, move on. So we'll see. Is the series continuing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The series okay. is still going. Um, I mean, this was issue 12, so this is the end of the uh, first year. But, yeah, it definitely continues on. Okay. I thought I saw an uh, article that said that, he, I don't know if it's him, but this was, I think I'm assuming it's him because this just came out, that he might be stronger than Superman. Or at least that's how they're playing it. Um, well, it's one of those things where, where Superman hits him and damage is like, wow, he hits a lot harder than I expected. And then damage hits Superman oh. and Superman's like, wow, he hits a lot harder than I expected. Okay. So, but I, I don't know that, you know, it's one of those things. It's like if you remember whenever they would do like Punisher Daredevil fights back in the mm-hmm. 80s where it's like if it's Daredevil's book, Daredevil would win. If it's Punisher's book, Punisher would win. Sure. But like you never – one was never really getting the upper hand on the other, you know, consistently. Gotcha. So that's what that was. Um, And then we had Gideon Falls number nine. And this is, this is going to be my click of the week. Um, This story, this series, you know, continues to just amaze me. I love the storytelling in this. And um, this issue is a lot more about building the relationships between the characters as they're working through this mystery of trying to figure out what's going on. And you have these two, alternate universes or alternate timelines or whatever's going on uh, with these two different places, except one character in one place hears the name of a character in the other place. And it's this guy, Norton. And Norton is the crazy guy who's in the city, um, you know, who's been trying to find how to rebuild the black barn. Um, And so when the guy in the small town version of Gideon Falls, hears the name Norton, he goes and talks to one of the old guys in town and says, hey, have you... Bang Zoom? No. <laughs> no he was... <laughs> does this name mean anything to you? And you find out that the name does mean something in the alternate timeline, alternate universe, whatever, and it's not a sympathetic character who needs help like the way he is in the other timeline. So there's something... You get another one of these like wrench in the gears of like there's something... Okay, now we're taking another turn. Something again is going weird in a different way that you didn't expect. So I love this storyline. I love everything it's doing. And I can't wait until it gets to a point where, you know, year two, year three, where I can go back and read through because you can, it's already at the point where you can go back to the first couple issues and see things that you missed reading through now that you know more about it. I just can't wait, you know, even farther as the story progresses to then come back and see the breadcrumbs that they've been stringing all along and someone called Norton an imbecile yes <laughs> all right so we that are at the, the point where we're going to to uh, pick our clicks of the week so uh here we go and uh well apparently dirt has already given his as he flashes the cover on the the video version uh yeah, get in for number nine for him. Uh, nice. And we also have Tim's, uh, which is Spider Gaten number five. That's a good pick. Yeah. So, um, and for myself, I 
think I am going to go with uh, Sherry number three. That was, that, was, that was pretty fun. It was a weirdly hard pick for me this week. All right. And for me, I, I mentioned it right at the end of my review of it. Uh, it's uh, this week's issue of Thor number eight. So that was very cool. Um, Dirt, are you going to uh, step out uh, on us now? Yeah, actually, I was gonna. I've been getting some looks here because it's about. Yeah. No, I was going to ask you a question, but I'll ask you offline then. Because um, it's about. Got, it was about those. Wait, new is it, is, is no, it was a about, secret? No, no, no. It was about those new Age of Heroes books because uh, I know you've been reading most, if not all, of them. I've been reading Sideways, right. Silencer, Damage. I think that's it. Terrific. Oh, wait, Unexpected, I think, or whatever that other one. Yeah. No, no, I, I gave up on Unexpected. Uh, okay. But anyway, yeah, what about them? I was going to ask you which ones are kind of, uh, you know, obviously you've been sticking on which ones have been the worth oh, a while. Yeah. I mean, Terrifics is really good, and it's a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. it's one of those, it's a team that doesn't want to be a team. They're kind of forced together, um, and there's... It's one of those that's grabbing from a lot of corners of the DC universe. So you've got Metamorpho, you've got Plastic Man, you've got um, Mr. Terrific. Um, you actually have Phantom Girl from the Legion of Superheroes, who's out of time and out of phase, um, which, I mean, it, like, it, it doesn't make any sense, um, which is part of the fun of it. And I think Jeff Lemire is actually doing that one, too, so that may be why. Um, so that one's a lot of fun. Silencer has been, like, a thousand times better than I expected. Um, the whole thing is that she was an assassin for Talia Al Ghul, the mm-hmm. League of Assassins, and she tried to retire and leave, and she gets caught right in the middle of the Civil War. Um, and it's been going on for like 9, 10, 11 issues now. Um, and so it's, it's again, it's been a lot more fun and a lot more story-driven than I was. I thought it was going to be a lot more single-issue stories, and it's been a, a good chunk arc going through the whole thing. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, Sideways is okay. That one's a little like I'm always kind of teetering on that one, whether or not I'm going to keep reading it. Um, It's a teenager with powers and he can shift between realities, which is kind of a cool idea. But they never quite use it in new and interesting ways that I want to see. Um, It seems much more of an afterthought. Um, So it's it's like I keep waiting for that breakthrough moment where it's like, Mm -hmm. aha, that's how we can use this Mm -hmm. and make it awesome. And it just kind of meanders along. Oh, uh, curse of brimstone. I've been reading, um, that, that one I like a lot too, uh, because that one, it it starts out as this guy who's cursed and he turns into like this fire monster and he's causing these problems. Um, but then they realize there's a much larger conspiracy. There's something evil going through the world, handing out these demonic curses on people, kind of like a, uh, like a monkey's paw wish, you know, it's like, you want something interesting to happen. So, okay, here's something interesting. Uh, you now carry a plague and everyone in your t- city is dead. You know, um, it's like, okay, well, you've got something interesting, but not what you wanted. Um, and so now they're kind of trying to turn these, these cursed monster people into like their own kind of dark heroes struggling through it. So that's been uh, a lot of fun. And then, you know, damage is, like I said, it's Hulk. I mean, it's it's if you just if you want more Hulk stories, I mean, that's really what it is, is more Hulk stories. So if you want uh, Hulk, instead of it being an accident um, in the military testing and instead the military testing was trying to make a monster, that's where you get damage from. But otherwise, it's almost exactly the same as Hulk. Gotcha. Um, so that's a, that's a plus or minus, depending on where you're coming from. But 
but I, I like it because it's just, you know, it works so well. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. So two things. One, check your messages. Let's check the message I just sent you, Doug. And two, Merry Christmas. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that is coming up, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so next week. So yes. since you're leaving now, I figured you know, we'd wish you a, a happy holiday uh, because uh, it's coming up before our next show. Yes. Um, and also, uh, I will not be on. I don't know if you guys are planning on doing a show next week. Um, but yeah, as it turns know. out, next Thursday is actually my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. Wow. Congratulations to them. So nice. we have some activities planned. So yes. I'll be a little busy that day. Understood. Oh, just a little. Understood. So, all right, guys. Anyway, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for all having me on. Best, again. Dude. Merry Always. Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. I'll see you. Take it easy. Happy holidays. All righty. All right. So, ad read. Let me get this first ad read in for the night. Uh, our first ad read. It is our first ad read is for Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron has fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today. And we go into the news, starting with the cinematics right now. Yes. And, um, hey, wait a minute. Something's not right here. Well, live podcasting, folks. I know, right? Um, well, crud monkey, I totally didn't finish getting all the the, the news stories together. But regardless, we're gonna start off with um the first one. As I stall for time here, as you see me do this live, if you're watching the video, this is awesome podcasting, folks. Um, in fact, I was gonna add, ask Agent Seventy a question, but um. Totally forgot what it is. So we would just go ahead and say that Doctor Strange sequels uh, moves forward with returning director Scott Derrickson, which is a surprise, no surprise. Well, the only surprising thing is that we actually have a returning director on some of these solo films. I don't know, I guess. I mean, that Doctor Strange did well enough that I was like, I would be surprised if they wouldn't have gotten him. Mm -hmm. So it is. So there you go. It sounds like. There may be more than one sequel. I'm not sure. I thought I saw that in one of these articles on that. But regardless, we got one coming. All right. Up next, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse's uh, producers are excited about a Spider-Ham spinoff. I'm sure so, when mild uh, spoilers. Dirt, dirt would have been happy about this had he seen it. Yeah. Mild spoilers. Um, Spider-Ham makes a, 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 a substantive appearance in the movie. And uh, lots of people uh, got a kick out of the voice acting of one, I believe it's John Mulaney. So, correct. So, with that said, it's uh, it's cool that there's potential for a spinoff. And there was another article which I'm not sure if I put in or not. It may be in the the clickbait section. I'm not sure, but there was um um. 
some um, outtakes from his um, from his uh, his vocal section 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 that they uh, that there's a video of if you are so inclined. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Brigitte Nielsen wants to be a Marvel villain, which, judging by the picture, she kind of always already looked like one. Um, oh, so for anyone that watched Creed two, I, I am not one of them. Oh, well, I probably just spoiled the small. Then do it because I don't. I don't plan. I hadn't seen the first one, so I don't plan on watching it. Right. So Brigitte Nielsen's character reappears in the movie. Right. Which that so. part I knew, so I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, she so she basically says, uh, and I can't seem to pull something up here. What is going on? Well, she basically wants in on the Marvel gravy train, right? That's which is what I was gonna say. So I was like, yeah, it is very yeah. apparent by by her, the comments on the if assuming they took the comments as she said them, which I'm not surprised. Because she even says, like, I'll take everything. I feel like there's a lot of excitement with a villain. You can go many places. You're a good person. You better be good. It's good to be bad. So, yeah. And she also postulates that uh, Red Sanja is a part of um, uh, of the Marvel, Marvel, Marvel U, which technically kind of is, but it isn't. Uh, it would depend on where the movie rights are. So, yeah. Well, I mean, well... So Red Sanja, it says here in the article, Red Sanja debuted in Marvel's uh, Conan the Barbarian number twenty three. So technically, it is kind of true, but at the same time, it's um, the 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 movie had nothing to do with Marvel. Her movie specifically, Red Sanja, uh, right? Had to do that. And apparently, I did not. This didn't. I did not know. But um, there was supposed to be a nineteen ninety She Hulk film, which was never greenlit, which is probably for the best. Yeah, probably, especially back then. Yeah. Um, so this is some interesting news that popped up. Uh, apparently, uh, Keanu Reeves came out and mm-hmm. said he wouldn't want to play. Um, was it he wouldn't want to play Batman, but would rather play Wolverine? I think that's what the gist of the uh, of the, uh, the statement was. Whoa, and I can't take that. I, I can, nope, I can't. Mm-mm. No. no, I mean, I can dig that he would want to play Wolverine. Or oh, Batman. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm like... You know, because, you know, I, I don't know if I could imagine, you know, Batman, you know, saying, I am the knight. Whoa. I am Batman. <laughs> but but can you but can you picture him saying, I'm the best at what I can do. What I do ain't pretty, bub. I don't know. That's... Oh, I mean, you know, I, listen, we, we, we're talking about fan... He He's fan casting himself. So uh, just let, we can we can let him we can let him indulge that particular fantasy, I suppose. And obviously, he's got a movie coming out, right? So that's why I was returning right. to him in the first way, and not John Wick. It's probably John because Wick. he's growing out the you know the sideburn beard in John Wick that makes him think, "Hey, I could be Wolverine." Yeah, which not I think about. Oh shoot, I didn't put that in the story. Um, but there is a uh, there was an article today ish, I believe, that said that they're going to brace yourselves, folks. John Wick Chapter 3, a.k.a. whatever they called it, because I still plan on calling it Chapter 3, they're going to have two dogs. Oh, I did see that. Two dogs. So anyway. Twice, yeah. twice, the, twice the revenge twice, killing. Okay. I know, right? As if oh. you needed that. <laughs> so uh, you got the next one. Uh, Netflix canceled Marvel. Oops. Canceled to Marvel shows. Disney may revive them after all. So this is... Um, 
uh, whatever. Uh, in head, so the, basically, long and short of it, like, yeah, the the, the, the executive Disney exec was like, yeah, we could we could put them on the thing, but they haven't discussed it. They could put those uh, Netflix shows on there, but which I mean, obviously, they had a right to do. But since it was still Netflix's show, I mean, it, it's basically Netflix's thing. It's not going away from Netflix. Um, money, they could make anything happen. Right. So, I don't know. He said it's a basic set of possibilities, so I'm sure somebody's out there is getting their hopes up, which I'm right. like, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm, I still sit with what I said about it. I was like, yeah, sure, they put the old shows on there. I don't know if they make any new ones. And it wouldn't be like the Netflix ones if they did. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Right. Next up, uh, speaking of Netflix... It's summoning uh, Sabrina for third and fourth seasons, but these seasons will be shorter than the current 10 episode seasons. They're instead going to be eight episode seasons. I have not seen any of this, um, but I've heard decent things and I've heard that that Christmas, I don't know, I saw an article saying that Christmas special uh, was possibly the reason why they're getting two more seasons outside of the one that, that was already slated. I don't okay. know how true that is, but hey, it is what it is. Um, DC Universe to stream new DC animated movies on release day. So that's kind of cool. So um, the DC Universe streaming services already had a dozen, a dozen things. So basically, Reign of the Superman, when it comes out next year, uh, they're going to stream it on the service the day it, it releases. So I assume, because I think there's supposed to be a, a theatrical run also. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could either, which I don't know what that's going to do for their theatrical sales, if they even care for that. And I don't know, I assume day of release means, hey, this is going to be the only day and then, you know, it gets off of there until they bring it back on months later. But regardless, January 13th, 2019 is when Rain of the Superman comes out. So on that day, you'll be able to uh, check it out on DC Universe if you have it or wherever else. So next... So, up next is the Mandalorian soundtrack gets Black Panther's composer, Ludwig Goransson. Nice. Alrighty. So, yeah, there's, they're, they're, they're putting some money behind that show. Hopefully mm-hmm. it's going to be good. Uh, watch the first trailer for the Hellboy reboot. Boot, oh, I kind of wish. PC and I know, right? Discuss this. I thought about that, but he's like, he, I'm sure he's, he'd say, like, well, he cares more about Magnolia's art than the than the character's him. But who knows? I would I would be curious to hear what he says about this. I have mm-hmm. heard mixed mixed uh, things about this. I haven't seen the trailer. I've heard. I didn't think though. it was bad or good. I thought it was you know it was it was okay. Right. Um, I, I I I can definitely say that my choice in character design, specifically the face of uh, the Hellboy character, I I definitely favor the old one. Hmm. I'm not a fan of uh, this new, you know, tweaked character facial design. So right, yeah, eh. uh, I have seen an article that said they should have kept Ron Perlman. That's that's how far that goes. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think some of it is also the voice acting too. I, you know, you just right. get used to Perlman's gravelly uh, voice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the voice that you that you uh, uh, associate with the character. Right, and but he's a little. I'm not saying he's well. He is a little up in age, but he's never not cared about 
coming back to this character. Well, he specifically wasn't really caring about coming back to this, uh, but he said he would do it for the fans, and then they decided to go another route. But right. so I don't know if even if you got that, whether you would actually want it or not, like, you know, mm-hmm. or what. So regardless, hey, it is what it is. It's still coming. Um. Reboot G.I. Joe first Snake Eyes details surface online, so apparently they were really trying to make this G.I. Joe thing on cinematically uh, a, a thing. And we hadn't heard anything about him in a while, so we figured they might have dropped it. But it didn't. It's because um, according to that hashtag show, uh, uh, the film which will be highlighting one Snake Eyes as a young adult traveling to the Asian continent after becoming a street brawler in Peru. So a street fighter now? Is that where where we're going with this? So then he will will reportedly train with Thomas, a.k.a. Huh? No, no, no. I was just listening in because... I don't know how familiar you are, how familiar you are with Sneak Eyes' origin in the comics. Uh, I vaguely remember from the from the old run. So okay, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, um, you know, just a te- like a, it's it's a substitute for how um, Tommy and Snake Eyes get together mm-hmm. because. If you recall, they were comrades. They were both American soldiers in Vietnam in the comics. And yeah. God forbid they try to do that and make them both soldiers in like Afghanistan or something. Oh. You know? Yeah. Don't know. But regardless, um, uh, the film is said to be eyeing Snake Eyes. There's a little bit of feedback going on. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um. But we're going to try to power through it. Hang on for a second. Hello? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. no, I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing an echo. So I'm trying to figure out if that's my end. But we're, sorry, folks. Uh, anyway, um, to, to keep moving on, the film is said to be eyeing Snake Eyes' three masters from the original comics and cartoons. Hard, soft, and blind master. Mm-hmm. So, will we see Jinx? <laughs> Jinx was never part of the original. I know. Origin. I know. Yeah, but but that's pretty cool that they're gonna have the three masters in there. That I I I like you know like I I I went back and found those issues. Right. They were actually on the valuable side for a little while. Yeah, the you know the Snake Eyes origin, right? Meanwhile, in the current comics, Snake Eyes uh, has died again, and now there's a woman in place. Is a woman okay. In place. <laughs> okay. Last I saw, anyway. Right. So go figure. Anyway, All right. next. Uh, next up, uh, this is mildly spoilery. I haven't watched the movie yet. Aquaman. Why James Wan wanted Julie Andrews for that pivotal role. Okay. Well, it is and it isn't, because we've talked about the role she's playing, but yeah, it's being that you haven't actually seen the movie, mm-hmm. it probably takes away from a little bit something from you. Um, but yeah, so he, the James Wan says hey, this is why he chose Julie Andrews for that role. So we won't need to go into it. Interesting reason. All right, and last up in this section, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I did put it in there, didn't I? Um, so, this is slightly outside of comic book news. Um, 
Is your audio okay? I can hear your audio kind of warping. I don't know what is going on. I haven't done anything to it. Strange. Let me take the last one. I mean, go for it. All right. So, Bad Boys for Life adds three uh, cast members to the cast, including a star from the TV show Riverdale. So, there are now three additional stars attached to the Bad Boys, the next Bad Boys movie Vanessa Hudgens, Alexander Ludwig, and Charles Melton. Uh, Melton is the one from Riverdale. He played the meathead football player Reggie. Okay. Uh, pew pew pew. Pew pew. Are you doing a sound test? Yeah. Uh, regardless, uh, we're just gonna keep moving. So sorry, yep. folks, for that. We'll, we'll figure out what's going on with that. So we're gonna go on. Yeah, that was that was a little bit bit of interesting news I saw, especially with the fact that Bad Boys three is still happening. Weird. Uh, so we're gonna go on to the uh, to the comic book news, and I will say. <laughs> thank you. I will say uh, before we get into it that uh, solicitations for March 2019 is out. So some of the news will be coming from there. Um. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, first up, uh, a Switch-only Netflix for comics launches or launched uh, on December 17th. So it's the Nintendo Switch, and it offer, and it, there's a program on it so, called yeah. Inkipend. So apparently there's an app that you, that'll, uh, they're calling it the, they're one of another one's calling themselves the Netflix of comics, uh, and it's called Inkypen, and you can use it on the Switch. I have not messed with this yet, and I don't probably won't. I mean, unless it's free. The app might be free, but I'm pretty sure the service is not. Uh, so there's, it uh, says here, thousands of indie comics and web comics, and eventually manga. Um, I don't know if the Switch is, like, granted, it's a decent size screen. I, you know, in the in the wake of tablets and phones with, you know. Bigger screens, right? Well, in some cases. I mean, obviously there are some phones that are not bigger, because it's a, you know, the, the Switch is a fairly sizable screen, so. If you can see, well, actually, hold on a second. Yep, as you can see from here. Gotcha. So you know yeah. you could do it. I don't know. Right, right, and I don't know if it's going to be one of the situations where you could turn it on the side. I, I kind of doubt that, but we'll see. Because I don't recall um, the switch has any has any rotational capabilities like that. But regardless, tablets are kind of prevalent, and you know they haven't done anything like this since the Vita. Or the PSP, one of the two, but it's, I guess it's a novel idea. Somebody will try it. If anybody from Inky Pen wants to maybe send us a code so we can try it and talk about it, then hey, get at us. There you go. Combo Chronicles. Hashtag Combo Chronicles on Twitter. Next up. That's you. Mm-hmm. Star Wars takes center stage in 2019. Free comic book day plans. Uh, so apparently, yeah, free comic book day is coming up, but, um, you know, early and often they got to start the stuff, start the stuff off. Um, 
So yeah, there is a see. Derek Charm has created a one-of-a-kind Star Wars inspired design for this year's free comic book day t-shirt. Uh, the t-shirt will be available for pre-order at comic book shops starting December 28th and will, feature, will be featured in the January issue of Diamonds Previews catalog. So, and I think you can see, there we go, yeah, you can see the 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 um, shirt, or the what's going to be on the shirt, rather. So that's neat. Okay. Uh, yeah, you got to put the camera on. Oh, oh yeah, I should have to, to do that because I totally put it back on myself at the time. Banana. Meanwhile, um, here you go. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> yes, me. Um, Marvel's War of the Realms is beginning with Thor, the Avengers, and Blade. Um, yeah, so Blade is the uh, the not-so-secret addition to the Avengers team uh, taking Doctor Strange's rotating spot, mm-hmm. and um, he's going to apparently play a big role in this War of the Realm story. I, I'm not entirely sure how, but unless there's some vampires. Well, actually, well, he was rescued from vampires, which that's... Oh. Listen, he's, he's semi-magic-based. You know, sure, so supernatural. I doesn't guess. have you know that kind of character you know in play when it comes to uh, you know Asgardian magic stuff. Uh, sure, I suppose. I don't. I, I loosely don't buy that, but yeah, sure, it works. Um, that being said, not his first rodeo being around the the. Avengers. Watch, that's going to be the big. That's going to be the big reveal because he's half vampire. That's why he's able to do something. Sure. Yeah. He, he'll know some things that they can in lieu of not having Doctor Strange around, which is I'm not sure why they wouldn't, but I guess well, not 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 know something, but actually be able to do something. Because well, yeah, he's fire, right? Yeah, cut things up, mm-hmm. call Whistler, um, get his daughter. Actually, whatever happened to the stuff with his daughter? No idea. Yeah. Anywho, regardless, that's the thing, and it's fastly coming. Um, next up, let's see, boop. Marvel teases the arrival of the Dark Guardians of the Galaxy. So this is, um, again, coming from the solicits. So we have a new team of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which include um, what's that, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Nebula, Star Fox, Gladiator, and Wraith. Okay. Star Fox... You would not think being on a dark any group. I'm just going to put that out there. In the wake of what's happened to Thanos. I know? guess. Yeah, and now that, now that Thanos is going to be a threat once again. Right. Spoilers. A different type of Thanos, right? Exactly. Sure. Um, all right. Next up, uh, the Immortal Hulk is going to bring back a classic Marvel character in 2019. Spoiler alert. Uh, if you think carefully on the history of Bruce Banner, you can think about some of the characters that you haven't seen in a while, and uh, it's a pretty you, you can pretty much winnow it down by process of elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, oh, this is some BS. What really? Yeah, this next story. Marvel likes to apologize for X-Men Comics' destruction of Hindu Temple. So, the Hindu community is upset about, uh, about the depicted destruction of the 
uh, of a holy temple of a temple. I'm not going to pronounce it because I don't want to butcher it. And the recent uh, Uncanny X Men. I know you've been reading this, so right. get over yourself, around. people. Um, yeah, this is some BS because <laughs> it's not the only holy site that's destroyed because all of a sudden X Men is you know uh, playing like he's God. So mm-hmm. yeah, get over yourself, people. I mean, come on now. Hey, look, you, as much as anybody knows, the people hold their religion quite close to them. So, sure. And, and as it says in this article, you know, um, you know, there are religious, you know, there's, there's been issues with Marvel and religious things in the past. So, this yeah, is not this the is first not one. This is, well, yeah, so I guess not, not. I don't know. It's not a real one. I don't know. It, it is real to the people who who are who are fighting for this. Let's put it that way. So, regardless, come of how, to me how about this. Come at me, bro. <laughs> so, and it says here that symbols of faith, large or small, should not be mishandled, which is true. Uh, he speaks concern over the misrepresentation, saying that the misconceptions about, and this is a person named something Zed. And I apologize for not Rajan Zed. He's got more publicity on this than you know for for. Yeah. Whatever it is, so, it, it is what it is. I mean, I I'm not going to make light of his claims, nor am I going to say that you know this holds any weight either, because it's I don't know I, who I am not one to say. Sorry. Moving along, uh, Captain America's future takes a page from Arrow's playbook. So this is something I was referring to earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, playing out now in the pages of Captain America, where apparently he's going to get thrown in the slammer. Yes, which is going on right now on, in Arrow. So, yay! Yeah. I'm about to say not 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 uh, Cap's first time in the slammer. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving right along. Uh, Marvel Comics shows you the world outside your window. So, since its inception, the Marvel Universe has been creating stories to reflect outside your window. Now, some of the most powerful tales from Marvel's 80-year history is being collected into one larger-than-life volume. Uh, collecting stories from 1963's Amazing Spider-Man to 2016's Champions, each story showcases icon- iconic Marvel characters tackling important and poignant real-life issues such as addiction, terrorism, HIV, school shootings, and more. Along beside their extraordinary high-flying adventures, um, and uh, there is a list of comics where this collection is going. Well, excuse me, a list of stories included. Um, Including Amazing Spider-Man 97, Howard the Duck number 8, which hmm, Iron Man 128, uh, Champions, and it goes up to Champions like 24. So they're picking uh, various stories throughout the years and, and putting them in this book. So, oh yeah, that's right. Champions 24 is with the, the school shooting one. I, I remember that one. I don't remember what the Miss Marvel one was. In fact, I don't remember what half of these were, but um, maybe the Alpha Flight one. I think I do remember, but regardless, that is the thing. So, and look for that in June. 
So next up. Okay. Um, Marvel's Exiles is ending with issue number 12, is what I was referring to earlier. So it's been announced that Marvel Comics has canceled the Exiles book, and the current volume is going to end with next month's issue number 12. So it'll give me a chance to catch up on this book that I fell behind after the first few issues or so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's kind of sad to see this one, <clears throat> see this go, because it's been a pretty good book, but I guess, you know, I mean, he's, he's got, it's not like he settled out of the men's, men's not going anywhere because, you know, he's got other projects on him, which is great. But, um, you know, like I said, maybe the book will come back at some point. Maybe not. And they I got know. a nice solid trade in with 12 issues. So. Definitely. So there is that. Which then there's been a lot of books lately. Um, I was going to ask you in dirt about David Yaki, uh, Nakayama's covers. I don't know if you've been paying attention to those or not. Um, not that closely lately. Because especially if you look at the one for eleven, um, I, I I dare say there may be some comparisons to a person, or at least uh, there's a person of someone that you guys don't care so much about. At least I thought, but I don't know if that's the truth or not, or if if it's you know. This is all hand done. Regardless, move right along because that's an outside issue. So what? I'm looking at the tablet that's being held up. What's right? Uh, no, I was thinking facially. I was thinking facially. But you see it; it's more pronounced in other in, in other covers that I've noticed, at least for stuff that I've read. So I don't, you know. Regardless, like I said, we'll talk about that later. Um, okay. Marvel's Spider-Man's PS4 heads to comics in new miniseries. So once again, uh, the video game is coming back to the comics. But this time in a six-issue miniseries set uh, to release this March. Because you got to make that money. Um, written by Dennis Hopeless and illustrated by Michelle Bandini. The upcoming comic series will retell the events of the game while expanding on previously unseen moments from the story. It will also provide behind-the-scenes content from the acclaimed video games production. So I guess if you didn't play the game, so what? I was gonna say they needed to get this book out like a couple months earlier. Eh, I don't know. I mean, it the, the, really debuts, really you know, kind of capitalize on the book because Red Dead Redemption Two is kind of. Uh, Overtaken Spidey in terms of popularity and 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 and, and uh, you know just in terms of um, mm-hmm. how much we talk about it online. So maybe I mean I don't know. Like like at, at the time we're recording, people are pretty pretty much doing and or going through their uh, video game year end stuff. And I'm feel like Spider Man. I mean, you are right that Red Dead being the, the newer of the two coming out, you know, more recent than than Spidey did is definitely getting talked up. But I'm thinking there's going to be people talking about this for begin for end of the year stuff, and probably until then. So I think it's it's still worked out. I mean, they probably got out as soon as they could, you know. So 
it, it's weird that hopeless is writing it then not, and not the people who but then again it, i guess it kind of makes some kind of sense i don't know it's got to stay in house i guess but i mean it's not the first time they've gone i mean like i said i think want to say that one of the writers of um one of the writers of the game story has written for comics okay i believe but I, I would have to go check on that. Regardless, it, it is what it is, and it's coming. So if you haven't finished the game by then, if you're able to play it, then, hey, here's your chance to, to read it. <clears throat> Excuse me. A little update on the Avengers Project video game. So, hey, guess what, folks? We're still out there. That's the, the gist of it. Um, so Crystal Dynamics is um, has... You know, moved into a new studio uh, a couple of years ago, and you know, and I believe this is when this started. We started getting wind of this. I'm trying to remember. This, this is last year, but regardless, they they went out, it came out, and basically said, "Hey, we're still working on this." You know, because people are still asking about it, and they still have ideas about it. I hope um, it works out. So, and they've been doing two rated games for the last two. So it's not like they've been sitting on their on the behinds. So they've been pumping out those Tomb Raider games, which I hear are pretty good, but I haven't been reading them. I mean, I haven't been um, playing them. Alrighty. Next. Uh, next up. Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures toy line is going to come with its own mini-comic. So Hasbro is making a line of action figures for Disney's new Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures series of animated shorts. So uh, these are kid-friendly, and now they're producing mini-comics to go along with them. Because, yeah, you know, sometimes the 80s come back. Well, I like these little shorts. It's streamlined, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, have you, have you watched any of them? You, you've watched some of them? Here and there. Hmm. Yeah, I need, to, I need to do that because uh, I'm hearing decent things about it. But then again, this is also from, from Star Wars fans. Um, slightly biased. Uh, Synergy, a Hasbro creators uh, showcase celebrates Women's History Month. So, the, um, which is uh, wait, this coming March, I believe. Anyway, uh, in recognition of Women's History Month, IDW Publishing and Hasbro Inc. has teamed up to create Synergy, and I'm assuming it has something to do with Gemini holograms or not, or not. <laughs> but that would be great. Um. Uh, Hasbro creators showcase a 48-page celebra- celebration anthology of fan-favorite creators and new talent working on many beloved Hasbro characters. So expect some uh, brownies to be hyped up for this. And I'm sure uh, as, you know, well, actually it says here, so there is going to be autobiographical works written by Marguerite Scott um, with uh, Sarah... Petrie, director, reuniting the creative team behind Till All of One, the Transformer series, Katie Cook of My Little Ponies, uh, and there's going to be some tales from G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Jim and the Holograms. It's all synergy. Mm-hmm. All synergy. And if you don't understand that that reference, then I don't know what, what you do with your supplies. Anyway, that's the thing that's coming out. Of a certain people of a certain vintage, will or have seen the the um, when they put it on Netflix, will know mm-hmm. the deal. Alrighty, um, 
IDW is going to relaunch Transformers comics in 2019. We're talking about you know starting from scratch. From what uh, from what this article and what I've read mm-hmm. is that they're actually going to go pre uh, Cybertron War, right? Because they have done a lot with those books up until they ended them, and I still it's a whole lot there. Like they ended up they started off with like a couple of books, and they ended up being like four or five. Mm-hmm. Or six, actually, and a bunch of minis here and there in the last few years. So I guess they're, you know, kind of cleaning, cleaning the house and bringing it back. So it's going to be shipped twice monthly and not written by the same people who wrote. Uh, I think it was John Barber, but then he's got a new pres- pre- uh, new position, so he probably is not going to be doing much writing. Um, actually, actually, I think he is going to because I don't remember him saying something about that. Regardless. Um, Brian Ruckley and illustrated by Angel Hernandez and Ron Joseph or is going to be the creative team for this book. And you can see some art from it uh, if you're watching the video. Okay. Alrighty, next up. Um, DC Pulls Heroes in Crisis number 7 cover at Tom Crane King's request. So apparently, <clears throat> excuse me, the the cover for Heroes in Crisis number seven leaked online, um, and here it is. Here is the cover if you're watching the video, which shows a dead uh, poison ivy, um, who apparently was attempting to to etch out a message or something, which is a familiar looking symbol. Um, and apparently Tom King saw that and, uh, had some issues with it and they're deciding to scrap that cover for something else. Uh, he says an unfinished cover for Heroes of Crisis 7 was leaked prior to going through the standard DC approval process, says King. I did not like the cover. I discussed the situation with DC editorial who agreed with my objections. This cover will not be used. Thank you. Okay. That's what Tom King said. And he also went on to say that, hey, you know, in case there was any doubt, my friend and comic books brother, Clayman, who did the cover, who was also, I believe, writing, who was also doing the art on the book, uh, continues to set the bar in comics with his work on HIC. Uh, proud and honored to be working with him. He's one of the greats coming up in Heroes and Crime, Crime, uh, Crisis. And there's a couple of bits of art by Clayman from an upcoming issue. So basically, right. I guess he's trying to say that, hey, there's no bad blood between him and Clay Man because of the objections to the cover. Okay. Alrighty, and last but not least, Eric es- Esquivel has been pulled as the new Nightwing co-writer. If you didn't know about it, it's because they hadn't announced it yet. Um, okay. They were going to announce it in the March solicits that came out. This which, week. right, which is, I believe it's still, as this, as this thing says, it is still in the solicits. However, this was pulled, I mean, the solicits came out before the, the allegations and everything. So it's still going to be uh, in the previews and the, the solicits. But yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Yep. You know, based on some allegations of uh, sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, which we talked about last week, right? That uh, caused uh, Border Town to be uh, canceled. So that he, that, you know, a book that he's working on for the Vertigo uh, imprint. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, boo on you, dude. I mean, hey, you you did the crime. 
So, right. I was about to say at least allegedly. We're right. still not. Uh, we're, we're not in the. We're not. Right. We don't. We don't. We don't necessarily know. But like that's why I said. Yeah. yeah. We are post. We're not yet post court case. So, uh, on that note, um, that is the end of our news for this week. And I'm going to do an ad read, and then I guess we will send everyone off on their Christmas holiday. Uh, our last ad read of the night is for Wink, because we could all use some alcohol going into the holidays. Huh. Wink is your personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. And as we come to the end of another episode of this here comic book chronicles, I would like to thank everyone from for coming out. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Dirt, for showing up um, and being a part of the proceedings. Um, as for next week, I, I well, I guess we'll we'll uh, we'll keep you uh, posted, right? Because, because I mean. We, there will be books next week. We, I think we, we we know that by now. But whether you know, it'll be the day after um, of, of Christmas, so we don't know what everybody's plans will be. So well, again, I mean, that? if you look at the calendar next week, you know, you know, our regular show really doesn't interfere with the holiday. Pretty much, uh, but you but never know what, if somebody you know. or, right. What PCN underscore door was referring to is the shipping schedule. And what normally happens is because Christmas this year happens to fall on a Tuesday. Tuesdays is when most stores get their books. Fine. So uh, everything's kind of shifted, you know, one day later because of the holiday. And I think that's what he's referring to. Right. So we'll see what is actually going to be uh, in our hands next week. Right. So, yeah, that being that. Um, if we have something to talk about, we will more than likely have a show. You got it. And we, again, we will keep you posted. Just keep, um, you know, stay tuned to social media and uh, to, 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 to Twitter. We'll definitely let you know. Okay. That being said, um, agent underscore 70 on from Instagram and Twitter. PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, pop culture net on Twitter, pop culture network.com. I need comics.com. Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter, the click nation. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N on Twitter. CB cron on Twitter, the click nation.com. And of course, comic book resources. And, uh, also, you know, the, the Tim dog school of, uh, ex- um, extraordinary 
students, you know, that's his new school where he's mm. training the next Professor X. Um, uh, and myself, Roddy Cat, at Roddy Cat on Twitter, News Nurse Need on Twitter, uh, CB Caps on Instagram, News Nurse Need of uh, Reddit. At some point, there will be a site. Who knows? You can find this here program on the podcast perusals of choice, that being Spotify, that being Google Play, that being uh, Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes. Uh, CSPN.us is the, where we find this podcast and other fine podcasts. Go there, check out those other great shows. And also, while you're there, go to shop.cspn.us so you can get some merch from this uh, podcast and other podcasts of the like. And with that, we will more than likely possibly see you next week. But if we don't, uh, regardless, have a wonderful holiday. Yes, Merry Christmas. Make sure you watch Die Hard, the <laughs> action Christmas movie. Or Gremlins, or um, I don't know. There's been a couple of there was there's been a couple of other ones that's come in the running as of recently that I've been seeing people talk about. We'll get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> but yes, I would. I would also co-sign uh, uh, Die Hard. I feel like somebody said that was one on Twitter. Someone said I can't remember what it was. I'm like, yeah, it is Christmas based, but oh, Iron Man three. No, no, no. It is set around Christmas time, but that's a Shane Black things because he always have you know, <laughs> right. But regardless, you know, I endorse the Die Hard. I do not endorse Iron Man three for a movie at all, much less, you know, for a Christmas movie. Uh, so that being said, go get some egg, eggnog or some hot cider or whatever and enjoy some Die Hard and some other great movies or whatever. Just go see Aquaman and, and Into the Spider-Verse. That's kind of Christmas-based. So with that, folks, this is the Comic Book Chronicles, and we will see you later. Peace! One! Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your